This is Pay the Juice, presented by Saturday Tailgate. I'm your host, Ryan Palmieri, and with me as always, Tony Negrelli and Dano Gatorpicks. This is the podcast leading into week two, which will be 9-7-2019. Currently, we're all sitting at 6-3 and three after last week and the week zero games. You can find those anywhere you get podcasts. So just starting off right away here. First game we're looking at is Colorado plus three and a half over Nebraska. Yep. Um, so kind of a cool game here. A couple teams used to meet all the time. Um, when they're both back in the, uh, in, in the big 12 and they kind of separated there. Um, Nebraska wasn't really too, too thrilled with what I saw out of them. I mean, they were playing South Alabama at home, kind of, you know, didn't get up for it. Maybe, maybe it was a look ahead until Colorado. They didn't, you know, think that, you know, South Alabama was anything. I think it was, it was a one possession game for a while. Um, their defense played pretty good. I, I think they had a, a touchdown defense or, or a special teams touchdown as well. Um, Colorado played Colorado State before. They won pretty easily. Um, the Lions plus three and a half for uh, Colorado and the Buffaloes there. I, I, I'm on Colorado at three and a half. I still haven't bought into the whole hype train of Nebraska yet. That didn't help either with, with what I saw in week one. Um, obviously, can't overreact to what we've seen so far. Um, I mean, it's a small sample size, but I like Colorado plus three and a half. Like Steven Montez over there, um, the one receiver, um, what's his name? Um, Laviscus. Uh, yeah, you're on your own on this one. I can't remember the guy. I can't remember even how to pronounce it, but. Uh, yeah. Colorado receiver. Uh, no, yes. he's for real, though. If, if, if you watch this game, he, he's, he's going to make plays. Um, so I, I have Colorado plus three and a half, though. All right, I'm actually going the other way. We can go against each other early this week. I'm going Nebraska with the minus three and a half. We know Scott Frost can coach. He's he's proven it, um, not so much last year, um, but he's got a lot of hype coming into this year. Seems like he's got a good group. I think this is where they finally have their breakout game. Um, they kind of got the kinks out last week. It was kind of a strange game that they, they let the runs go too long. Um, but this is the game I think that they finally uh, step on the gas and start to prove themselves as a real contender uh, in college football. So short and sweet, I'll go Nebraska minus three and a half. So I'm actually on Colorado here. And I'm just going to say that like when you need three non-offensive touchdowns to beat some trash school – I don't care how much I like Scott Frost. I'm going to start questioning you. I like Mel Tucker at Colorado, SEC guy. And they just they gave it to uh, Colorado State there last week. I know that's not a huge win or anything like that. But just kind of looking how rough Nebraska was, I think that maybe the hype was a little bit too much for them. Thank you. And Yeah, I just I don't think they can handle how much pressure was put on them. And Adrian Martinez, he looked kind of average. So, listen, I'm still in on Nebraska. I still think they will be a good team, but I don't think they're that great of a team just yet. And I just I like what Mel Tucker is doing at Colorado. So, yeah, I'm all in on Colorado plus three and a half. Um, next one we got here is USC Stanford and what should be a sloppy game. Yeah, so if you follow kind of the news so far, there's been a lot of issues with people getting banged up and, and not playing already in this, in this game here week two. Um, JT Daniels is out for the year. AJ Costello's got um, possible concussion and such. Um, so he's still up in the air if he's going to play. Just saw that the starting left tackle for Stanford, um, All-American there, he is already ruled out. He's worth, I've read, between a point and a point and a half. That's a lot for an offensive lineman um, who, who doesn't touch the football. And he's, he's worth that much in points. Um, 
I don't really even know where to go here. Um, if Costello plays, I like Stanford at two and a half. If he doesn't play, I mean, I'm telling you, don't even bet this game. You know, I mean, it, it, it's me a disaster over there. Um, USC defense is pretty young. Stanford beat Northwestern. Their defense played pretty good, but Northwestern couldn't even hold on to the football. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm taking Stanford plus two and a half and, and just hoping Costello plays. Yeah, you know, this. it really stinks that we're in freaking week two. And uh, looking into this early in the year, uh, a week and a half ago, it looked like a great matchup on paper. Um, but it looks like we're not going to get that matchup anymore. Um, like you said, Daniels lost him for the season. The young, promising kid stinks to lose him. Uh, USC can't be too happy about that. I know he was injury prone last year. Um, and then Costello's up in the air. So this point spread's been all over the place. Um, I think I'm going to go with the better coach in this one and take the two and a half with Stanford. Um, I, I don't know. I think USC is. I think they were overrated to begin with, and then losing Daniels as good as he is, I think that, uh, I don't know, Stanford, a better coach team. I th- they showed a great defense last week. I'll, I'll take two and a half with Stanford. Not that confident, though. Yeah, I'm on two and a half at Stanford as well. I just, I, I kind of got excited when Graham Harrell came into USC with a whole air raid offense and kind of doing something different at USC, kind of getting away from that pro offense. Sorry, pro offensive style, but I think I can give you a little prop bet here. Uh, Clay Helton gets fired before week seven because this is going to be a train wreck. JT Daniels was a highly talented QB. I think he had a lot of potential coming into this year. So him losing his knee is just an unfortunate injury. He's starting a true freshman now, I think. Yeah, uh, Jack Sears. I don't think he was that highly recruited. I don't know much about him, honestly. Um, 21 years old, so I don't think he's a true freshman. That would probably put him, what, sophomore, junior? Yeah. I just I don't like USC to start with. Now USC they got some freak athletes. No matter how bad they are, they're gonna have some five stars on the field. But I'll tell you what, even with Stanford losing their left tackle, KJ Costello possibly being out, they're gonna play good defense, and they're going to run up the middle for three yards a carry, and they're gonna eat away at you. And I think Stanford, I think USC is on the verge of falling apart. I think Clay Helton's on the way out the door. And the worst part about this whole situation, JT Daniels gets another year of eligibility for Urban Meyer, and that's just. Not great for me, personally. I can't stand USC. I think it's going to be a rough year for him. I think I think Clay Helton's out in a couple of weeks. I think Urban Meyer makes a miraculous health recovery, and he's back coaching in Southern California relatively soon. His um, wife's going to be out the door if that happens. <laughs> All right, so the next one we got here is Cuse, Maryland, and Syracuse is plus two. Yeah. Um, is this a noon game? It's an early game, right? Yeah, noon. 12 o'clock kickoff there um, in Maryland too, right? Isn't it in Maryland? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, you know, if you're just waking up after going out on a Friday night, uh, toss this game out because you're probably going to fall asleep halfway through. Um, be pretty boring game. Both both teams got an okay defense, I guess. Um, Syracuse's defensive front seven is actually pretty good. Not bad. Um, I like what I saw from Josh Jackson. They're, they played Howard, you know, Take it as it is. You can play like the first half. Um, I like DeVito. That's kind of a, a good match with quarterback there. Um, it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game, I, I think. Uh, I, I'm going to give the edge to Josh Jackson. They're at home. DeVito actually, I don't think he's going to do much on the road. Um, from what I saw some numbers-wise, uh, his, his road stats weren't nearly as, as good as what they were at home. And uh, I'm going to take Maryland uh, minus two. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but I do not agree with that it's going to be a bad game. 
I can't wait to wake up hungover on Saturday morning and tune into this one. I think this is going to be a great game. You know, nine uh, noon o'clock, a noon game on a Saturday with these two good teams in there. I think these two teams are a little underrated coming into this year. Um, Maryland showed a great effort last week in a blowout win. Dan, uh, Cuse, Dan, stop, stop, stop. They played Howard. It was 79 Hey, They, they put up points, Howard. all right? I'm telling you what, and this is also a game, not even counting teams. We're looking at a point spread like this. Um, teams uh, seem to fall into the trap at these noon games. All right. The home team, minus two. A lot of people are not on them, you know. And then all of a sudden, a crazy play happens, and the home team finds a way to win. So I, I kind of like Maryland. DeVito I'm a fan of, but I think he struggles a little bit on the road. Um, I like Maryland minus two at this one. Uh, first off, that's just blatantly wrong to say that this isn't going to be a good game. Howard or not, 79 points is impressive. Exactly. And then no. we can go to look at the other side. <laughs> Syracuse went to Liberty, whose coach was dying while coaching <laughs> the game. He was in the hospital bed, and they pulled out just – they just blew him out. I know it was, only, it was 24 nothing, but they held him to a shutout. And Maybe they, they were rallying, Who does that? They Maybe were rallying for their dying coach. Yeah. Now, the, the guy faked his own death once. He's a huge scumbag, so I don't really believe he was needed to be in a hospital bed. <laughs> also, wearing sneakers in a hospital bed, weird look. But got just, all the thumbs up. Oh, man, did you guys see that video that someone <laughs> cut it at the Iowa fans? Waving that was him? horrible. Yeah. The person who did that <laughs> should, be, should be not allowed to watch college football the rest of the year. I don't, I don't even feel bad for Hugh Freeze. He's just a bad person. <laughs> like you freeze maybe i'm salty because i had liberty last week and liberty didn't cover maybe that's the issue i have he's a great coach but you can't be how this all holier than thou while you're just railing hookers and then you're just cheating (laughs) on your wife all over the place and you're paying recruits and you're cheating out your ass and you expect me to feel bad for you when you fake your own death and now you're in a hospital bed coaching get out of my face syracuse (laughs) plus two all right next one miami versus unc UNC is currently sitting at plus four. Yeah. Um, so now, one thing I, I actually like a lot about this game, uh, Miami didn't play last week, so they had an, an extra week to kind of just sit, kind of uh, get recouped up, um, go over the scouting report on UNC. I, I, I'll, I'll give UNC some credit. That that was a nice win. I did not think they were going to beat South Carolina. It did take the whole Jake Bentley, you know, not playing great, getting hurt a little bit. Ooh, um, Jake Bentley looked rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's out for the year too, I believe, right? Uh, not for the year, but an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, I'll give UNC some credit there. Did didn't see that coming. Um, but with, with Miami, I, I think their defense is going to be a hell of a lot better than South Carolina's. I I'm all aboard with Jaron Williams down there. Um, I love the whole two weeks to prep early on. Um, I I like Miami minus four even on the road. It's on the road, I, I think. Up in Chapel Hill. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's in, up in North Carolina. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I love the fact that they didn't play last week. UNC coming off of a shocker. Um, I think they're in for a big letdown. I mean, I think Miami. I think they're going to run them out of the building here. I think uh, with that week off, like you said. I mean, Florida had what 11 sacks versus them, um, and, and horrific uh, coaching by Miami. Some terrible play calling. Um, some uh, horrible penalties, and it still took uh, Florida everything everything they had to end up beating Miami that game, um, the first game of the year in Week Zero. Um, and this line was six to open; it's down to four. So I, unless someone's out that I'm missing, I'm loving the minus four. Uh, 
And uh, I'm not buying Mac Brown. Uh, South Carolina has been a fraud for years. Um, and he was able to pull off a beautiful win in his first game in North Carolina. I just don't see him pulling off two major upsets back-to-back weeks. Yeah, uh, this is actually a game I'm also here uh, sitting on Miami minus four. And this game has been trending in a great direction because I think, like you said, Miami opened at minus six. This is probably a game I'm going to bet it, but this is definitely a game I'm going to sit on just to kind of watch that spread to see where it goes. Because if this drops anymore, I mean, you got to jump all over. If it goes down to, you know, minus three, whatever, see if it holds through the weekend. But I think just looking at Miami giving up 10 sacks to Florida, Florida's got one of the best front sevens in the country. They have a fantastic defense, and UNC just doesn't. I don't care. Mac Brown can dance all he wants. It was a great win. And it's a great story that he went back to his original team and gets the first win and everything else. I like their freshman QB, but at the end of the day, Miami's a good team. And I know everyone kind of shit on Florida because Florida struggled. But again, Miami's probably got like a top 10 defense. They got one of the best linebacking cores in the country. Jerron Williams will figure it out. Again, he's a redshirt freshman. They're playing one of the best defensive fronts in his first game ever. So well, not his first game ever, sorry, his first start there on week one. The only thing that worries me about this game is if UNC and Mac Brown can find some magic and they kind of just keep rolling it over. UNC doesn't have a whole lot of offensive talent. So it's really, this is going to be a low scoring game. I don't know what the under is, but I guarantee I'd like it. I wouldn't feel right pulling the trigger on UNC plus four. Maybe that spread goes back up seven, eight, nine. I'll start considering it because I think it's going to be a low scoring game, but I'm all over Miami on that one as well. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with what you said, too, about the lucky. Sometimes coaches get in at these new spots and they just find a way. Um, if that happens, then I guess Mac Brown would have to be uh, considered down the road in one of these other games. But uh, until if, if they find a way, then I'll jump there. But right now I'm sticking hard with Miami, too. Yeah, that's UNC did impress me. They're, I wrote a preseason projection. I think I had them at like 2-10. and 10. I didn't see them beating South Carolina. Will Muschamp's in some serious trouble because the guy's just not good. Yeah. South Carolina hasn't been good since Spurrier left. I think, I think they're in a in a bad spot. Their schedule is really tough. South Carolina, they they one of the tougher schedules in the country. They're they're think, not in a good spot. I've seen in a couple places they're actually considered the toughest. Yeah, that yeah. I don't. It's gonna be a long year. It's gonna be a long year. All right, next one we got here is Clemson A and M. Texas A&M sitting at plus 17. Oh, I'm excited about this one. Now, this game, I won't be falling asleep halfway through. Um, it scares me a little bit um, that Clemson, you know, one-handedly against Georgia Tech. Lawrence really didn't do anything too special. Um, Trevor Fatimi, though, he played really good. Um, he's due for a, a 60, 70-yard touchdown almost once a game. Um, but I just feel like it's too many points. Jimbo and Texas A&M, you know, gave Clemson their best game last year, gave them their best shot. Um, you know, Kellen Mond threw, threw for like 450 last year. Um, I think he's only going to be better going into year two now, having a whole offseason w- with Jimbo over there as well. Um, it's definitely going to be a tough game, but 17, and I, I've even seen, you know, 17 and a half at, at some spots. I, I like plus 17 at the Aggies there. Yeah, this one I'm just blown away with. I cannot be more confident in this pick. I absolutely love AM at plus 17. I think this is such a slap in the face to a very, very good team, um, a very good coach. Um, coming As a Florida State fan, I was so impressed with Jimbo, very upset when he left. Um, he's 4-3 and three versus Dabo Sweeney straight up. 
Um, so he knows him. He's not going to be fooled. He's not going to be caught off guard. Um, I think uh, A&M's the real deal. I know A&M has one of the toughest schedules. They got Bama. They got LSU, uh, Clemson here. They got uh, some other tough road games. But this is the front of all, all those tough games. So they're not beat up yet. They're fresh. They're going into uh, Clemson. And Clemson was, was good um, versus Georgia Tech. I don't think they were great. Um, I, versus a team like Georgia Tech, they should never have been in doubt. Um, they looked a little sloppy there. Uh, A&M had a blowout win. But I just absolutely love A&M plus the 17 in this one. Yeah, we're all in agreement there. I'm actually on A&M plus 17 too. And it's not that I don't believe in Clemson or I'm really buying into the struggle against Georgia Tech. 17 is just a lot of points. And I like Kellen Mond and I like Jimbo Fisher. And I know Paul Feinbaum was saying that he would take Jimbo Fisher over Dabo Sweeney any day. That's just his old, no, SEC. So (laughs) that's, uh, come on, let's be real. Clemson's going to win the game. I wouldn't take A&M money line. But I actually do think they can hang around. Now, you look back to last year when AM at home missed the two-point conversion. They lose by two. They also had Kelly Bryant in that game. They didn't have Trevor Lawrence, and I think Trevor Lawrence is, you know, what's going to set them apart. My biggest question here is, how good is the Clemson defense? They did lose, like, half their defense to the NFL. I mean, they had three first-round draft picks on the defensive line gone. I don't care how good or how much you're reloading and everything else. You're going to take a little bit of a step back. So, but I don't see anybody as good as Texas A&M is all the way around. Clemson has too good of an offense. I think they have an elite level offense that nobody's going to be able to really touch. And you can't look at Trevor Lawrence's struggles week one because a lot of people struggled week one. It's kind of ugly. It's kind of messy. I mean, people just seem to hang around. I Travis Etienne's probably one of the top five running back in the country. They got two fantastic receivers. Trevor Lawrence is the best QB in the country. I do, I'm do. i on A&M for the points, but I think that plus 17, I think it's going to be really close. I think so, too. I think it's so high, and um, I've been doing some reading and, and, and listening around, and I I think Clemson could easily cover that. So I hope I'm not, I'm not on the square side. I'm thinking, oh, 17, texting, I'm going 12, you know, um, it should be a lot. I think it'd be a lot closer to that 17 than you know, what people think. I, I do agree that a lot of times in these big games, um, teams are, are gifted a couple points extra um, to kind of get the squares to jump on that side. Um, and a lot of times you see team people take a ranked team versus another ranked team um, with big points like this, and then the team ends up getting blown out of the water. Um, and I see what you guys are saying about that part of it, but I just think that this is too many uh, for a Jimbo Fisher coached A&M team. Um, at the front of these tough scheduled games. I think this is going to be a tight one. All right. So we're all set on where our records all sit at six and three after last week, which is actually pretty impressive seeing how you can look around the country and there's nobody quite like that. So we're going to go around and do a couple quick locks. Tony, I'll let you start with your locks of the week. Yep. So um, I'm going to start with my one lock. Uh, I have Hawaii in the midnight kickoff. Love that game. If you're down, fire Hawaii here, minus six and a half. Um, Oregon State's going over there. Um, I'm not sold on them at all for anything. I, I like Hawaii. That they're going to call, you know, 200, 300 plays if they can. You know, they're going to sling the ball all, all over the place out there um, with McDonald. I, I like Hawaii at minus six and a half is my lock. Are we, uh, are we not going over Texas versus LSU? 
Oh my god, I totally overlooked it. Yeah, I've been catch. looking that's forward a, to that one all week. That, that's what we're keeping you here for. Okay, yeah, sorry. Tony's got Hawaii as his lock. We'll come right back to that. LSU versus Texas, the big game of the night to wrap up the week or the Saturday night games. Dante, what do you got? Sorry, Tony, what do you got? I'm a mess right now. I'm all over the place. This is going to be a good game right here. Um, I love that it's in Texas. You know, it seems like this is, you know, finally the time that Texas, you know, wins a big one here. Are they finally turning the corner after all their progress that they've made with Herman? Um, I love Sam down there. Uh, LSU's defense is, you know, probably the best defense that they play all year, Texas, um, with being in the Big 12. But I just think that this moment, getting five and a half, if you maybe want to, you know, tease it up a little bit to six, six and a half, seven, um, I, I, that, then I love it. I, I think it's definitely going to be a, a one-score game there. Uh, but even at five and a half, I still lean it uh, with Texas. Uh, yeah, this is a game that can be seen as a trap. Um, Texas plus five and a half at home. But uh, I, I just – I couldn't agree with that more. Um, plus five and a half. Are you kidding me? Texas is supposed to – this is supposed to be their year to make a run at the playoffs. Um, I think now is the time to prove it. I think this is an outright win, let alone a five and a half cover. Um, they say you can't handicap the human emotion. Uh, that place is going to be out of control. It's going to be a madhouse because they've been waiting for this game for the last 20 years since uh, before Mac Brown was there. All right. Um, both very good teams. I think it's a one possession game late. And I think Alligator uh, does enough to get them down there. Winning field goal at the end. I got Texas winning outright. Place, uh, place storms the field and uh, Texas is back on the map. I do not like this game. I don't like betting against the SEC. I don't trust Texas, but I'm going Texas plus five and a half. I feel like I got to do it. <laughs> Tom Herman, he is going to lose to Maryland, but he gets up for the big games. He beats Oklahoma. He takes Oklahoma to the wire. This is an Oklahoma State who he also can't beat. Is Tom Herman a good coach? I think so. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I love Coach O. He gets the boys going. I don't know what he's saying, but he gets them going. I just – Joe Burrow, Sam Ellinger, who do I like more? I like Sam Ellinger a little bit more. I think LSU is going to have the better defense, but I think Texas has got the better overall team. If this was a neutral site, I'm probably going to go with LSU, but like Dante was saying, I buy into the environment in Texas – Unless LSU gets them out of it quick, Ugh, I don't like this game. But I'm going to go Texas plus five and a half. No, well, listen, I got two more points. First of all, Coach O is shitting his pants right now because he knows that Bama is going to kick the crap out of him in a couple weeks, anyways. So he's going to catch a second loss because Tom Herman is an underdog, is like thirty and one straight up or something out of this world as an underdog. Um, so yeah, he's going. I forgot all about him. Uh, he's a fantastic coach. And uh, I, they're going to win this one, I'm telling you. So I think something that nobody's really considering here, Zach Smith. For those that don't remember, he was the assistant at Ohio State that got fired and started leaking all the information about Tom Herman and Urban Meyer. He's got a podcast going. Nobody really listens to it, but there's one out there. I think he's going to have some real, real dirt to drop this week because this is going to be like the biggest <laughs> week of Tom Herman's career. Might be a bit of a head game. I don't like it. I don't like it. Texas five and a half. All right, Tony, we got your lock, Hawaii, minus six yep. and a half. Dante, who's your first lock? 
All right, so my locks, uh, well, I'm going to go off our slate because A&M and Texas are both um, lo- games that I could see as locks with points. Um, I think there's some money line value there, but I'm going to go off the board, uh, give another pick. I got Oklahoma Sooners, minus 36 and a half, uh, first SDAK at South Dakota A&K, for those at home listening. Uh, they're the Coyotes, all right? I think Oklahoma is going to trash this team. It's going to be – they're going to put up 80. I think in they're at least putting up 80 versus the SDA and K. All right, so that's my lock of the week. Who's the uh, who's the big playmaker on SDAK? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he could st- – I, I don't know if he could step on where it is. Oh, we lost you there a little bit, but I'll take it with something oh, good. All right. <laughs> so, I told you guys last week I would put my kids' college tuition, which would result in a divorce if I lost, that Cincinnati was going to beat USC, UCLA, and cover. And they did. And I'll tell you what right now, I think this is what Trump meant when I, he said you'd get sick of winning because this has been getting too easy for me. <laughs> Here's another lock for you. I am doubling down with my winnings for my kids' college tuition. And I am putting it back on, on board with Tony, Hawaii minus 6.5. They're playing in Hawaii. Oregon State is garbage. They've always been garbage. They'll always be garbage. Hawaii, not great either. But you know what they can do? They can score a lot of points. Oregon State, they showed last week against Oklahoma State, they can't stop anybody. It's a lot more fun to win. It's a lot more fun to win. Hawaii (laughs) minus 6.5. Tony, what else do you got for uh, you get upset? Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you guys follow along here, you can see that I, I've already cashed one pretty solid upset. I had Nevada um, at plus three thirty or for three fifty or so. Cashed that one. Really nice game um, last Friday, and I'm going with this week. I'm going with Coastal Carolina plus two fifty. Take that one. They're playing Kansas. Kansas is no good. Um, they barely beat Indiana State last week. Coastal Carolina almost beat the uh, okay team from the MAC in Eastern Michigan. Um, take Coastal Carolina plus two fifty. All right. Um, I yeah. Just to recap too. We all went six and three. Um, the three losses that I had, I just want to point out, they were the worst bad beats in my career. All right. FSU blowing that lead at home, and then Taggart is pulling this BS that they're dehydrated. Are you kidding me? He should be fired on the spot. Northwestern, the quarterback throws the ball into the end zone. In Oregon, they, they give up a touchdown as time's expiring. So those three losses, I, I, I'll count them as losses for record's sake, but come on, six and three should be a lot better. Okay, my uh, upset of the week is going to be Vandy, uh, Vandy Moneyline. Um, they're playing uh, Purdue. All right, Purdue blew a big lead last week. As Tony said, that was his uh, pick. Um and uh, when you blow a big lead like that, a lot of times you're shot. You know, it's very discouraging. It's tough to get back up. And Vandy's an SEC team. That they're, I mean, they're not great, but they're not a joke either. Um, so I think with them coming, they're going to uh, Purdue. So Purdue had their first home game. And um, I just think that uh, it's going to take a lot to get up for. They might not be ready. I think Vandy can catch them. So I got one more lock for you. I'm feeling generous. Go to Burlington Coat Factory. Get your coat now because this you can take to the bank. 
Boise State minus 12 against Marshall. Everyone's going to say, oh, but Marshall, they really brought it to VMI. I don't care. It's a thundering herd. While they were taking it to VMI, Boise State <laughs> went to Florida, moved the game to a home game for Florida State, and beat them so bad they somehow dehydrated the Florida State Seminoles. <laughs> that doesn't Intel, make sense. That shows how great they are. Now, I think you're underestimating home, Taggart. Marshall has to fly across the country. They got to go to Idaho. Not a great place to go to. Just, just take it. It's an easy win. They're giving it to you. Why would you not take Boise State minus 12? All I know, the Mountain West should be pretty scared because they got that Hockmeyer can play some football, and they got him for three more years up there. So anyone playing those guys, good luck. Kid can sling it. I mean, it was a hell of a comeback they had against Florida State. He's That's a gamer. Listen, they're, they're going to beat Marshall by more than 12. Oh, that's a guarantee. telling you, the guys were dehydrated. If they didn't get dehydrated, he would have stood no chance. What's the excuse for the fumble that 17 Florida <laughs> State players are around that they could pick up? <laughs> half the team on the field couldn't pick up the ball. And you want to tell me uh, Marshall is as good as Florida State in Tallahassee? Absolutely not. Unless Chad Pennington's coming back with Randy Moss to save the day, <laughs> they don't stand a chance. It's in the blue turf. They don't stand we a are. chance. So, all right, that's what we got this week. Um, uh, you can, guys, where can they find you on social media? Yep. Uh, for me, it's at TNX22 uh, on Twitter. Um, Dante? Uh, at Dano underscore Gator underscore picks. I'm going to be releasing a whole lot more picks tomorrow. Stay tuned. All right, you can get me at RD Palmieri on Twitter. You can follow us on any kind of Saturday tailgate. Just search it. You'll find it. Um, yep, that's it. Thanks, guys.